You're listening to Not Good Enough, an inadequate response to inadequate responses. I'm Mitch Alexander. I'm Tom McLean. I'm Tom Lang. And I'm Evie. And I'm Isaac. And it's the Big 100 and we're doing it in person! Wow! (laughs) Feels very weird. I'm so anxious. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like being able to... You know, see people's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like having like walls around all of our breath. Am I supposed mm. to look at who's talking? <laughs> <laughs> or am I supposed to be on Twitter? Am I supposed to look at your eyes or your mouth? <laughs> I can't spend all my time just browsing Twitter while I'm doing this <laughs> yeah. anymore without it looking real rude. <laughs> if he's just like, I can't do this thing. <laughs> <laughs> this this incidentally turned into an intervention for Evie. This is like every hundred episodes we need to get into the same room and just iron out all the bad habits we've picked mm. up recording the things so we just keep each other honest for a bit. Yeah. Mitch is playing Forza as we speak. <laughs> so it's been it's been ninety one episodes since we've recorded an episode in in, in the same room. So that the last the last episode we recorded in the same room, episode nine. So we, we've had a lot of practice oh not being God. in the same room. I suppose that we have sort of turned the intro like the intro the, the intro to the pod is now a fairly set sort of routine. Yeah. We have an order that we like to introduce ourselves and Isaac in our headphones. Yeah. Which yeah. he wasn't. <laughs> and Isaac looming over our shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> Isaac just giving us facts. I'm sorry, I don't know. I don't want to say anything in case I'm wrong. Because then I look at Isaac's disappointed face. This is like, I'll fucking Google it then. Plus, you the, can see the whip on my hand. Yeah. The last time we recorded in person, I just realized I do not remember anything from that episode, but I do remember taking a photo of Lang wearing his mask before we left, while like while we, while he was recording the outro. Oh yeah. I mean, maybe the reason that you don't remember anything from that episode is because, like, I don't know, four, five global crises hit and then sort of moved into full swing. I'm not going to look into it, though. I mean, I don't know about the rest of you, but my brain has not retained information for the last two years. So that's the last episode I remember. Yeah, Yeah. I... I just like I, it, the rest. The last two years have been a blur. It's actually really funny to think of it as two years too. Yeah. I'm How stuck are the bushfires in- going? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do a catch up. <laughs> so sports rots, right? <laughs> oh yeah, she's attorney general now. <laughs> just jump forward. Ah, <laughs> uh, the podcast effect kicking in. We help, we help Jim Marlowe get to like three thousand followers at a certain point, and we help <laughs> Bridget McKenzie realize her dream. Fuck, that's depressing. (laughs) The idea that this this podcast didn't have the impact we all thought it would when we started. (laughs) We distinctly started and how our whole whole thing wasn't, hey, let's just scream into the void with friends for a bit. Did you really think this podcast would have an impact? I just thought it was just like a vocal (laughs) We embedded that assumption in the title. (laughs) Oh, let's do a fucking podcast. (laughs) That's going to do something. Let's call it not good. By the way, listen. Now, if you don't know what the, like, I mean, obviously the slogan, inadequate response to inadequate responses is also a bit of a giveaway, but. <laughs> it's, I, I, it, we are like just another canary in the coal mine. Like, you can tell how bad things are when more podcasts are starting because we've just got this impotent rage that we have no idea what to do with. But it's just, ah, ah. I'll record it and put it up. <laughs> if it Encourage people to watch it, it and listen. If it wasn't a podcast, 
it would literally just be a group chat with just increasingly anxious <laughs> voice memos back and forth. <laughs> Which it is, but it's got a podcast attached to it. Yeah. Yeah. And if it yeah. wasn't a group Fuck. chat, it would be the barricades. Yeah. <laughs> though, like the only difference between Evie, your situation and what we do is just the work Isaac does to like upload an app, put a website together, <laughs> like, put notes up. That's pretty much fucking it. Definitely know Fuck. what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, let's do some let's do some uh, news, but because this is just a regular app, it's not, it's only app one hundred, you know. Mm. Yeah, I was thinking I was thinking about that before actually. Of like, after a certain point, especially given that we started around December, January, it's really hard to keep up with all the milestone apps that we have because we've got episode one hundred, mm. but then also episode one hundred four marks two years, but then also we've got Christmas and New Year's as things coming up. So like the next few weeks are just going to be us like increasingly finding it more and more difficult to. Like, celebrate a milestone. Like, like, that's the end of the year one. (laughs) We'll just skip an episode. (laughs) We're getting paid for this. (laughs) We've got the Hanukkah app. We've got the Chinese. (laughs) We've got Anzac Day. I'm looking forward to the Anzac. (laughs) Love Bickies. (laughs) So, uh, I think a good way to start... This podcast is talk about some fucked up shit <laughs> that happened this week. We love talking about fucked up shit, so we may as well talk about some more fucked up shit. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Blockade Australia, who we've talked about a few times I on like this podcast. shouted about happily. I know. We were, like, <laughs> yeah. saying how cool it was. Um, Eric <laughs> searched- like we're about to cancel Blockade Australia. <laughs> <Yeah. tomorrow. laughs> no. But unfortunately, they've milkshaked up themselves. Yeah. So- Climate activist Eric Serge Herbert stopped a Newcastle coal train by climbing on top of it and was sentenced to 12 months over the blockade in New South Wales. Well, because while he was on top of that train, he, I I guess, just looking from the sentence, had a gun and shot a bunch of people. (laughs) (laughs) It was not. Because, I mean, he just climbed on top of a train, right? Yes. (laughs) He climbed on top of the train, minimum of six months behind bars for his protests. Um yeah. That's fucked. I mean, and to think as well, like if he just got up there and facilitated like drug and child trafficking at a billion dollar level, mm. he wouldn't have faced any consequences. Mm. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> our big four are criminal cartels. Whack <laughs> I mean, he have to face some consequences. <laughs> Lost a bonus. He could have stolen a billion dollars <laughs> of groundwater, destroyed a bunch of of indigenous rock kind of cultural sites. Um, yeah, there's so but- many ways to get off. Oh, but. <laughs> He wasn't naughty about it. <laughs> he wasn't a cheeky little That's scoundrel the thing. When about Rio Tinto's it. blowing up indigenous heritage sites, they're not sneaking about while mm. they're doing it. If they did it while they wore a sort of Hamburglar mask, they'd be in prison fast. <laughs> <laughs> but instead, they're like, it's legal. And the cops are like, don't you put your foot Wait, I, I think it's important that we actually clarify what he was charged with. So the charge was causing obstruction of a railway locomotive on rolling stock, attempting to hinder the working of mining equipment and attempting to assist the obstruction of a rail locomotive or rolling stock. I hmm. got to say, I was unaware that you could be charged for any of those things, let alone be thrown in prison. But here we are. Yeah. I mean, I, like, yeah, sure. If, if you go out near the Melbourne, like, passenger trains and stand in front of a train and hold up, you know, your public transport. That's something that we should, like, 
should be <laughs> organize some like mental health support yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> there should be that should have a bracket where you're like you get this many months of mental health support um so i can see why that is a thing but but honestly he's not charged here because he just held up any old train he's charged here because he's obstructing the fossil fuel conglomerate because yeah. he cost adani a million dollars or something a, a a tiny amount on their on their on their pocketbooks yeah. but but yeah. enough enough to send a message Here's a, here's a fun fact is railways are made out of metal and on an extremely hot day that metal expands and bends and all the trains are cancelled. <laughs> and yet you don't find <laughs> the companies responsible for climate change. <laughs> <laughs> you don't throw those CEOs in jail when the entire Melbourne public transport system shuts down. Uh, so it's a kind of a double story. <laughs> I thought you were going to do some oblique like I'm not telling you how to sabotage the railways <laughs> but all you got to do is organize a pretty hot day in those coal trains stop <laughs> just weld a penny to the rails like, <laughs> there are easier ways don't so- I, you didn't hear that here <laughs> <laughs> so new south wales police actually formed strike force tui to actively work towards preventing and disrupting any illegal climate protests in newcastle and the hunter they've announced this new strike force oh. Um, and said that environmental activists could face up to 25 years in prison for their actions. Oh, cool. I hope that prison is above the waterline. Uh, oh, just imagine, though. <laughs> fuck, just imagine, like, going to jail this year or next and, like, for, like, fighting against climate change and then coming out in 25 years if you haven't been successful. Yeah. <laughs> like, just the difference outside the jail when you come out. They're like, fucking yeah. hell. You're like, how'd that go? They're like, yeah, we're sorry. <laughs> they wouldn't be. They'd be like, somebody should have warned us. <laughs> we're still in power. <laughs> Yeah, like they're like there's still ongoing protests. Like Blockade Australia is still going strong, oh, but yeah. this is like a very obvious threat, especially to someone like Herbert, who um, is a has someone who has been arrested and charged a few times over these kinds of protests mm. with minimal sort of char- like consequences. So he's received minor fines and charges. He was fined a hundred dollars um, in the ACT. That um, seems more appropriate. Yeah, yeah. For, like being cha- like he chained himself to a car used to chauffeur um, politicians to Parliament. Yeah. This guy fucking rules. Yeah, oh, he rocks. Yeah, and like he was also previously also sentenced to six months probation in 2019. Again, um, locking himself to a car outside um, Queensland government building. Um, yeah, so like he's had minor things, and then all of a sudden now he's got this huge penalty for something that is like more like largely disruptive, and. Of course, it seems like these, like this actual charge, seems set up specifically to target protesters. Because who else would be? For sure. Yeah. No, they don't. They they need to make sure at a certain point that it's just like, all right, you've had your fun, you've done your little protest, you've stopped X amount of dollars getting through, but now shut the fuck up and stop. Yeah. And it's it's meant to demolish because at a certain point you can't like fine protesters enough because like you know we'll crowdfund and we'll get people off and whatever but jail time is a legitimate fucking threat mm-hmm. like that sucks i most people at blockade australia would be looking at that and like oh geez i've got to i've got to genuinely consider that like xr rebellion up until this point has been like oh i might get processed and i'll get a big fine i'll have a day in court and it might be pretty worrying but now it's like i could lose six months of my life and be in prison for a bit yeah that's a that's a genuine fucking threat but i think that threat though it is and i think it is going to be sort of a bit chilling to the sort of climate activists sort of space but i don't know it's really hard to sort of like be a bigger threat than climate change Mm. 
Yes and no, because it's not impacting us right now. We're not at bloody 10 to 7 on a yeah. Saturday night. It's but- bloody lovely at the moment. <laughs> but we're about to hit summer. Yeah. Like, we, 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 we will be directly affected yeah. pretty soon. There's going to be bushfires. They're not going to be great. But I just mean, like, the, the protests that would be effective, like- it's it's that it's it is that thing of just like we're not acting as if it is yet as real as it is, and most of like most of us in this room are. And it's so good to be in the room with you guys. But yeah. like, and like, you know, <laughs> we're not chaining ourselves like to, to 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 railway yeah. lines, though. but we we're- should be because it's that bad. Yeah. We already should be, and like part of the reason why I'm not is because I haven't yet internalized just how fucking bad it is. Yeah, but I do know that six months in prison right now is. It's not worse, but it feels worse because it's more immediate and more, like, easily graspable. And also it takes people out of the movement as well, which is specifically why it's in place. Like, Queensland introduced laws to criminalise protest um, in 2019. Mm. They they called – and this is a very specific one – they passed laws that criminalise the locking devices – and give them like expanded powers to like oh, search sh- activists right. as well. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and of course, this was a unanimous, almost unanimous vote. So you know, yeah. both the yeah bipartisan support, yeah, exactly. obviously. <laughs> well, because uh, Labor doesn't want to get wedged by same. <laughs> do, 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 do you want to know what Anastasia Palaszczuk said about this? She hmm. said, uh, "I believe that means we found the sensible middle of this." Fuck <laughs> Hearing Labor's milquetoast bullshit in person hurts more. Just going to say, usually when it's filtered through crappy headphones, I can handle it more. That just hurts. What's it the middle of? Yeah. Uh, oh, we're not doing anything in killing him. Basically, um, so the LNP, like in, in, this, in this sort of suite of laws, the LNP wanted to introduce a new offence of unlawful assembly for gatherings of three or more. But Jeez. sure, yeah. <laughs> but the the Labor government, like who had like all their proposals were already opposed. They basically <laughs> like, said, "Well, oh, ours about- is more moderate. <laughs> like we're not actively looking to criminalize three people or more gathering." Yeah. But so ours actually looks good by yeah. comparison. Oh, and fuck, so she was like, well, we're sensible. <laughs> the sensible centre. Just liberals telling on themselves that I don't have many friends. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't see the problem. Two people is fine. <laughs> That's a sweet 40th. <laughs> you fucking loser. Yeah, like I think like part of the problem that we face in future is actually keeping an eye on this kind of legislation as it comes to pass. Because I actually had... First of all, no idea that the New South Wales laws were that advanced in sort of criminalising protesters. Yeah. Like every every couple of years, there's always something. Like Victoria has some pretty notorious things that um, the Andrews government has tried. Yeah, I was at a rally today actually talking about like all the huge problems with Dan Andrews. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I learned a lot. <laughs> and am I wrong in saying that in Australia we don't have any core protections of like the rights to protest or the rights of expression? Oh, we don't have a Bill of Rights. We at don't all. have a Bill no. of Rights. So, so, yeah. So, we don't have any protections of like if, if cops want to lock you up for protesting using whatever excuse they want. There's nothing that inherently protects us. And I mean, well, I mean, <laughs> like America has a Bill of Rights and cops can sort of lock you up there for what, or kill you if you're black enough. Like it's, it's there's yeah. my, my understanding but at least of it. they have a token thing. Well, the thing. We don't have this um, like foundational mm. thing that can be ignored. Mm. We've got yeah. laws and whatnot that can be ignored. But America has this thing. It's like, oh, but there's inalienable rights and the courts can go. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. But yeah. In, 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 alien then. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Australia, we have the additional insult of there's not even a document that somebody's got locked in a drawer that says you shouldn't. 
wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't even have laws protecting the right to protest, do we? Yeah, we do. We have we have some types oh, yeah, of normal laws. They're, they're, they're state and federal laws that are like, oh, you have a right. Because part of the whole thing with the lockdowns recently was that some of the rights being infringed were specifically rights about protest. Okay. Um, but there's the thing, like there were the um, there were the car protests that people did for um, the asylum seekers locked in the fucking hotels in this city, in our fucking suburb for mm. most of us. Yeah. And the cops were fining people for like being out in during COVID times and they were using COVID laws to put a chilling effect on the fucking protest. Yeah. Because again, we technically have a right to protest in certain ways enshrined in state laws and the cops went, I don't give a shit. And then we're handing out fines. Like, mm. Yeah. Every new law, I guess, you've got to think to yourself, how will this be used to stop climate protesters or human rights protesters? <laughs> always well, I, I think it's just like as legislation comes through, it the sort of the current situation is the, the sort of people with power will do whatever they want to climate protesters without mm. repercussion. And then as sort of laws get drafted and revoked and stuff, yeah. uh, that aspect of it remains the same. Mm. Well, it, there is there was actually a report out from Greenpeace um, through the week um, that showed that, like, tough laws during the lockdown are staying in place. They were used inappropriately. They're then being changed to be able to be used appropriately later. Um, and they are very much just angled directly at like climate protesters, but also specifically and horrifyingly fucking uh, charities that mm. want to do work relating to climate change can be deregistered as charities. Yeah. If they're, if they're being shown to be engaged in that type of protest. Was that legislation, did that legislation fail? That, I think I, there was a, there was was a thing this yeah, that week that legislation was was pushed back by by labor yeah, at least. Yeah. Huzzah. And so, and so yeah, so the, but like yeah, yes. but that that is like the sort of thing like um right now the biggest chilling effect in Australia is just legislation that leaves all like these deliberate gaps. These are mm. not like, you know, accidental yeah. loopholes. They're very deliberate. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. And we're seeing we're seeing the ratcheting up of those of those counter protest legislation then which which you know was established for COVID yeah being being re implemented mm. in ways to to uh, be used against environmental protests yeah and as well. you see that with the the bloody anti lockdown protests as well mm. where there's obviously going to like be a push to like oh we need to do something about you know we've got like white nationalists market marching in the streets we need to clamp down on that let's get some new legislation through that sort of cuts down on that kind of protest and the Obviously, the cops are going to keep playing games of cricket with the white nationalists <laughs> at, the, at the protests. But when other protests happen that are about climate shit, we'll have we'll at least be able to address those protests. <laughs> the, sort of the general problem of protests will be a bit better. My um, my favorite one, the example in the last two years of that like creep of authoritarianism off the back of COVID was um after Mark McGowan in WA won like so many votes that he could like legally kill the Liberal Party. It was fucking, <laughs> like just wipe the floor with them. And then like after the election, or even it was just before he had that massive win, but he was like, you know these like how we lock down the state and no one can come in because of COVID. What if we did that for drug users? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like what the fuck? It's like what if anyone has ever had a drug conviction we just never let them into WA again? <laughs> and all the FIFA workers were like, what the fuck? No. <laughs> yeah, basically every time you come up with a new law, you're just giving the cops a hammer. And you're like, here's a new hammer. Just 
Stay. Don't hit me with it. The, cops <laughs> like, <laughs> the idea that cops are real nerds for the law. Like they're sitting there, like, oh, new legislation just dropped and they're leafing through it and they're looking at all the things they can use. Like they don't. No, yeah, they can just nah. use some sort of weird discretion and be like, yeah. I ascertained at a certain point. But it's the cop lawyers being like, oh, we got a new hammer. <laughs> I mean, once the cop out there has done already whatever he fucking <laughs> felt like, I'll have an easier job defending it. Here's the thing. The cops already have a whole hammer shop of hammers. <laughs> You've given them another hammer where you're like, now this hammer's going to fix some of the other problems. They're like, okay, we'll just put this with the rest of it that we're beating <laughs> yeah. protesters with. <laughs> yeah, and they, they take all the hammers and they make one big giant robo hammer. <laughs> and they mount a cop on it right after the protesters. <laughs> I've lost track of this metaphor. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> the coalition's delaying the federal ICAC bill. <laughs> but they promised McLean. What? It was a, it was a promise. I thought that was going to go through. <laughs> <laughs> I vote Labour and tweet. So I sure. exist. The Senate passed it. <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't they it's going to a prison? Delight. It's such a delight seeing McLean's, like, concerned face. <laughs> 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 McLean's rude face <laughs> He does the rude voice I love this one It's absolutely just like Hey what if we uh, made sure you couldn't be super corrupt mm, Yeah nah <laughs> But I love the way uh, Liberal backbencher Bridget Archer This was quite like This was a bit of a story at the time She crossed the floor to say Hey maybe we should have a federal <laughs> For whatever reason And I'm not familiar with Bridget Archer at all Do you guys know anything I about know her? nothing yeah, about her Yeah 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 She's part of the Liberal Party So fuck yeah. her yeah. <laughs> So I'm assuming, I'm yeah, assuming can, Did a material contribution to the veneer of anti-corruption <laughs> That the Liberal Party tries to Oh some of our ranks are willing to, to, to break with the vote Obviously it didn't actually pass Who could have seen that <laughs> And we're very supportive of her afterwards because we're well, we're not mad at her for <laughs> sort yeah. of successfully executing our strategy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, materially nothing changed. And but but what I loved from the, the stories from this, listeners being he's trying to say that she's on the same team. <laughs> <laughs> what I love from the stories uh, from this is they were like, okay, and afterwards Scott Morrison pulled her into his office for a talk, and and the uh, the story that came out of his office was. I just wanted to let her know that she was supported and to make sure that she didn't have any trouble because I support people having consciences and stuff. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Whatever yeah. happened in there, I, I don't give a shit, but also I'm not going <laughs> to listen to Scott Morrison saying he brought her in there to say, good job, you know, keep going against yeah. the party. Had to, do, oh, had to do it privately, though. Sorry, I just had a realisation of who this chick is. Okay, so Bridget Archer. Who's this bringing the grudge. Let's go. <laughs> Actually, no, this is not about who, like, she is as a person, which, I mean, I've already made some assumptions. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but there is a picture of her. Um, after she crossed the floor mm-hmm. where she's sitting and she's just like wiping her eye. It's unclear like what the actual gesture is, but Josh Frydenberg is standing above like and while she's sitting oh, and yeah. he's yeah. talking to her. And I very clearly remember that when this whole thing was happening on Friday, that picture was circulating and everyone, like all the like usual like Labor Party drips were like showing us as, here's this misogynistic Josh Frydenberg standing over the brave woman. It does look like Who that. voted up. But like. They basically used it as an opportunity to say, well, 
she is the enemy of the Liberal Party now, so she's our friend. It's like, no, she's still a member of the Liberal Party. We yeah. stand. <laughs> yeah. This, like, this picture says the, it all. It's literally like, I get the framing of the picture, but also like, and okay, great. She crossed the floor to vote against it. But she's still part of the structure. Also, so- later she tweeted, oh, no, 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 Josh Frydenberg was, like, coming up to me and comforting me. He's a good friend. I really appreciate his support. And he was coming up to see if I was okay after doing something so brave. The end, yeah. Yeah, like, it was It was the exact opposite of what the picture looked like. And just, <laughs> like... I mean, <laughs> these are Liberal Party spokespeople making these statements. So, I think to take either of them at face value is, is, <laughs> is a bit of a mugs game. Like, maybe he was comforting her... Maybe he was like uh, saying, "Don't you fucking break ranks with this ever again, or your career is cooked." Right? Like we have no way to know. Yeah. Her statement is, "He was comforting me." Maybe if her move to break ranks was part of a strategy to make the Liberal Party appear less corrupt, he was going to say, "Hey, nice job. Yeah. Good on you." Like, why would we ever listen to? Any of these I know. rules. <laughs> oh, oh, it turns out, like, fucking yeah. who cares? They're all constantly infighting. They're all got bloody black souls <laughs> all to their fucking <laughs> core, just <laughs> leaking tar out of the bottom of their feet. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Once we establish a federal ICAC that we could investigate her claims, then we could listen to what she said. Yes. But before that... I mean, even to just... I love zooming out, you know me. <laughs> even to zoom out a bit more... Imagine if a federal ICAC passed, what would happen then? Eddie fucking Obito only went to prison this year <laughs> for the corruption that he did decades ago. Like, did any like has any other like recent politician like gone to prison for any sort of? I mean, so Gladys Berejiklian resigned under pressure, and that is the sort of strongest. Like, we, we've had sort of like scandals come out, right? Where you've got like Adam Somurek and things like that, where people have stepped down from certain roles it's very rare for people to face charges because these cases really need to be ironclad because they're obviously taking on some of the most powerful people in the country with access to the most powerful lawyers in the country so i've seen people on twitter talking about the federal icac stuff being like just these these fantastical ideas imagine if the federal icac passed the entire liberal government would be in prison by Uh. july Oh, the, July the, 2050. No. People like, are lying to the federal <laughs> ICAC. <laughs> they ask you, are you corrupt? Oh, you got me. But, like, the idea that, like, yeah, the, if the federal ICAC gets, like, passed and established by the Liberal Party, then, oh, the Liberal Party's going to be in jail. Are you fucking rube idiot. No. No. What are you I, I, I will make a bold um, take, though, and that... I would say if we ever get a federal ICAC, it will be established under a Liberal government. Yeah, probably. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. yeah because the Labor Party are never fucking getting in. Yes. <laughs> okay, easy. Yeah, we're never going to have any other kind yeah, of... Yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, same with, like, climate action, I guess. <laughs> and, it's, no, and it's just the standard thing of um, the Liberal Party is very good at going to the left of the Labor Party when it suits them yeah. mm. and wedging them that way. Yeah. Like, the, mm. the Labor Party is constantly worried about being wedged and so they'll go along <laughs> with like, any sort of fucking bullshit that comes along. Like, yeah. um, But, like, this is the real way where they get wedged because they're so paranoid of losing votes from what they feel is a conservative base that is not actually, the like... Labor- yeah. The Labour Party is that kid that you can trick into doing anything <laughs> <laughs> by saying, if you don't do this thing, you'll be wedged. And he's like, oh, I don't want to be wedged. Okay. And I'll, I'll eat the is, mud. 
That is being wedged. You just got wedged. <laughs> <laughs> wedged. Yeah. Just, just as a quick clarification, Lang, you made this point through the week. It was very, very good of just like if a political party that you're not in is forcing you and your political party to vote for their bills, you've been wedged. Yeah. yeah. Like anyone talking about, well, Labor can't risk getting wedged, so they have to <laughs> vote in lockstep with the Liberal Party. You're wedged. Sounds <laughs> like a wedge. <laughs> this, this feels like Seinfeld nowhere in person. <laughs> I got wedged, Jerry. That <laughs> <laughs> tweet going around was very good. That's where I grouped that from. But like, it's just like, it's really sad. To, to, I think, Evie, you're 100% right so far as like, the, the Liberal Party will pass one that they can point to and say, it's a federal ICAC and it does nothing and it's toothless and it's bullshit. Whereas the Labor Party will just release white paper after white paper and they will like keep like getting consultants for it and whatnot. Mm. Because like what they do with things that are actually important, they have to keep pushing it off. Like they could do NBN because it wasn't really important. It could get them votes. They could do a bunch of other things, but they couldn't do fucking marriage equality. They couldn't do actual action on climate change. I mean, did they do NBN? Because they tried. They, they got. They it, was, one. it was yeah. off to a good start. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that, that was skew- that was screwed by like the Malcolm Turnbull personally. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I mean, the, the ICAC in in New South Wales was established by a, a liberal um, premier there as well. Yeah, like, but then got done by it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the thing that they put the, when all the the federal politicians being like, oh, it's that fucking ICAC in New South Wales really did that's perjury and dirty. Where she appointed all of the like <laughs> the, the heads of that body. There's a thing I, I just want to talk about for for a bit about Barnaby Joyce had this one quote about why the federal ICAC would be bad that I, I think is really illuminating where a lot of the people coming from his position, which I, I, I don't want to smear the entire Liberal Party with the same brush, but- <laughs> Thank you, McLean. <laughs> they genuinely don't believe that corruption is bad. It's not that they're just like- Oh, we're being corrupt, but we're getting away with it, so it's fine. They're just like, no, this the, the thing that you're talking about, this corruption, is actually it's fine. Power, it's just normal and good. So Barnaby Joyce talking about uh, this uh, 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 federal ICAC bill uh, and talking about how the New South Wales ICAC was really wrong in their persecution of, of Glasgow Jacqueline. He said, this is not the great righteous process. It's a little bit Spanish Inquisition, right? Mm. We elect politicians. Not bureaucrats. People should be the final arbiter. The bureaucracy reigns supreme here, and politicians are basically terrified to do their job. <laughs> so he's Whoa. saying wow. that, like, we create the body that sort of allocates where the funding should go, but they're not elected. The politician should be able to sweep in at the last minute and be like, actually give this to my mates because they owe me a favour mm. or whatever. That, that, to, to Barnaby Joyce, that's the system working healthily. Yeah, That's not a corrupt person that's like MPs need to be able to, to, to support a functioning democracy do deals over the heads of their departments. <sighs> I think I, 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 without scrutiny. No, 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 no. At a certain level, I do agree with Barnaby Joyce on that. I think like, like, like <laughs> uh, that clip. This is why I Isaac on Mike all the time. Politics is about is about the distribution of power, and and the the problem with that with 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 uh, the Liberal Party is that they're giving money to people that we that we find um, disgusting. <laughs> yeah. um, whereas you know we you know the if if the money was going to that that were that they were handing out willy nilly was going to organisations that we liked like and that were, yeah. exactly <laughs> and 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 to causes that we liked we would have no issue with it. But I that's the that thing is how do you make sure it's going to those people? Well, it's by <laughs> making. Making you've sure got to you elect. Well, you've got. 
I mean, Isaac, with the analysis of how power actually works, is 100% correct. I get it. But we should have checks and balances from bureaucrats that aren't beholden to political right. whims. The, the bodies that he's talking about, he should be able to overrule are bodies that are established in legislation with laws governing yeah. how they operate and how they allocate that funding. And it's like, that's the point where the politicians are making the decisions. Mm. We elect them to say, this is how the funding should be distributed. And then they do do that. And then when the funding has been distributed in the way that our elected officials decided we should distribute it, they'd be like, no, 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 no. <laughs> it should go to my mate. <laughs> and I just, yeah. And it, like, it's just that thing that I don't, really have truck with of like you know you can hold the politicians become accountable at election time they don't need bureaucrats for that you don't need like you know these oversight bodies kangaroo courts that did berejiklian and it's it's about accountability with the voters at voting time it's like yeah but if you're super corrupt and pork barreling all the time then it's not a real election is it like, it doesn't work like that it's just those voters elected berejiklian to, to funnel money towards her property developer boyfriend it's the will of the <laughs> like, like our electoral system obviously isn't the same as America, but this always reminds me of. Uh, yeah, well, um, it, it reminds me of whenever there is a election, a national election there. Um, there, the Democrats' response to any person asking the Democratic Party to do something that's a bit more left wing is to say, well, if you want things to change, you should go and vote. <laughs> yeah. And then they do go and vote and then they have to sit there for four years watching this absolute dog shit happening <laughs> on the floor. It's a Labour Party slogan. Mm. Yeah. You see it deployed all the time of if you want action on climate change, you need to change the government. This you need to change the government mm. is, is I, I see that deployed constantly. Mm. And it's really got this missing sentence in there when with regards to getting the Labour Party elected, which is if you want action on climate change, you need to change the government to one that wants to act on climate change, <laughs> yeah. which is not the Labor Party. Like, yeah, this is something that obviously keeps coming up with the Labor Party. They're like, oh, we care about literally anything, and they're lying. Um, <laughs> but especially with climate change, it just, I can't get over the fact that Labor is the government in charge of the biggest fossil fuel producing and exporting states in Australia. Yeah. Like Queensland. WA, Northern Territory, yep. Victoria, Labor, 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 Labor. Like, if Labor gave the slightest shit about climate change, they could cut Australia's fossil fuel contribution so hard. Because yeah. what do the Liberals have? New South Wales? They'd have to work a lot harder to make up for the loss of WA. Um, Lang, you've ju- uh, there, there are big differences between state and federal parties. Look, the state emissions, they don't count. When, I, when, it, when it helps my argument, there are differences between <laughs> Labor and federal uh, and the state. Yeah. Like, Hello, hands you are tied. She doesn't want to die. Well, she does want to die very, very badly. Because Scott Morrison's making it look, don't worry about it. <laughs> you want to stop fossil fuels, you got to elect a Labour government. Hi, I'm Victorian. We did. <laughs> and we're probably going to keep on electing a Labour government, and yet we're just going to find new ways to, like, mine gas from underneath all our, our, our mm. national landmarks. The like, Labour yeah. government loves that. Yeah, like, Love are it. we going to do, like, fracking under, like, what used to be the Melbourne Star? Like, is there going to be... This is what's fucked. I've said it before on the podcast and it just makes me feel fucking creepy. But the New South Wales Liberal government 
are actively better in most ways when it comes to climate mm-hmm. change than Queensland and Victoria at the moment because they're just ruthless, dirty capitalists and they're not beholden to the same mm. mates that the federal Liberal governor. So they're just looking at it just being like, we can fucking make a lot of money if we ma- if we put a yep. monopoly on green energy right now, we could be filthy fucking rich because that's the way the market's yeah. going. Let's <laughs> just Australia's go for it. biggest economic opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Chris Bowen said it. <laughs> maybe, maybe Woodside and Chevron just haven't paid off the state Liberal I can only assume <laughs> that's what it is because I, I haven't investigated the natural resources of New South Wales. Maybe they're just not as easy to get um, <laughs> so they don't have the incentive. But I think with what we were talking about before where people keep electing Gladys Berejiklian and then you're like, we elected her. It reminds me of this thing that you say sometimes, McLean, which is the purpose of a system is what it does. And maybe it's like, oh, you elected this politician. She's super corrupt. Well... I guess that's what you wanted. Yeah, it's like manifest yeah. destiny. Yeah, you either you elected you elected a politician. What do you expect them to do? Help you? It's a politician. Have you not been paying attention? Why did you elect a politician who wanted to help you? Because <laughs> she cause fucking bought out. It's because she she said she wanted to help me. It's like, yeah, but look at what she does, not what she says. She's a politician. <laughs> fucking idiot. You shouldn't have elected a liar. <laughs> Uh, but speaking of the Labor Party sucking. <laughs> Constantly. The, new- <laughs> the news this week that has um, enraged me to no end is that the federal government has, in some ways, people are saying it's to stymie the federal ICAC bill, but they've put a bill in front of the federal ICAC bill and it's the Religious Discrimination oh Act Oh, my God. Bill okay. Set, which is like the, it's the third time out now. And now again, we're talking about- I Can Baker's right? bake a bread for a gay wedding? Mm. What? No, we're, no, we're by stuck the way, in a time loop. I have, a, I, yeah. have, I have an update to that. Do you do you remember- do you rem- Baker? No, <laughs> Baker. Literally. Well, what's he been up to? Okay, the thing so- that we miss out on recording remotely <laughs> is Evie launching us across the table. <laughs> I'm like, hang Figure on. Out. Mitch, Buckle you up. are done with your point. <laughs> Buckle up. No, it's not the cake one, but um, the court case where um, in America where um, a gay couple sued a florist over not uh, basically yeah. uh, refusing to serve them because they were gay, they actually knew each other, which is like a weird part. Oh, and, no. Which made it even more bizarre. Awkward. Um, In a way, it made it less bizarre. <laughs> it's like the sort of crazy thing that gay couples actually got the, the florist who's refusing to... Oh, they're, they're just... In-person enemies. Yeah. yeah. All oh, oh, right. It's not even a sort of homosexuality. <laughs> issue some people who hate each other. But, but, I like the that thing movie. was supposed to like it basically happened because they wanted to make it a test case so that they could have precedent to stop that from happening again. Yeah. The case finally got dropped after like ten years <laughs> of like try- going through multiple courts and like appealing and blah 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 blah. And she finally like was like, fine, I'll take like you know I'll give them some money just to fuck off. Mm. So that we didn't even get like a precedent out of it. Anyway, did I just they get wanted married? to like, sorry, they did get married, oh, yeah, but without any flowers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I do want to make a point about this religious exe- this bill. Yeah. It is. I, I really want to make this clear. The federal bill is now being like like the amendments and everything, and the stalling is specifically to target Victoria mm. because Victoria currently has the Religious Exemptions Bill, which is basically trying to close a loophole to stop people being fired from in religious schools for, for just being gay yeah. or being trans, in which there have been multiple cases that have happened 
in the last few years. In fact, uh, even just a child was like told to leave the school because she was trans. Fucking wow. yeah. So because so so yeah. The the Victorian bill is specifically in front like in front of Parliament right now to close that loophole. And so the federal bill is the the way it is formed right now is specifically to override not only those protections that could come into play, but existing anti discrimination yeah, protections. A classic. Yeah. From a from a Labour So clear like obviously so federal Labour are going into bat for their state counterparts and are fighting this tooth and nail. <laughs> 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 that laugh is how I feel trying to do this bit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Labour supported the bill. No, they fucking no, support no, no. it in, they, in principle. They, they they have not said they're going to support it. They said we're going to look at all the options. We want some more days to look at it. And the, I, I really have to say again, this is something that has been on the table since 2018. Oh, <laughs> God. It is just like fucking like in sludge. And with the current amendments that are happening, which is like they uh, people have made a big big deal about the Falau clause being removed, which is like basically to stop the same thing that happened to Israel Falau ever happening again. Yeah. Um, but what was that again? Israel Folau basically um, got kicked out of his rugby league team because, like, he made like homophobic remarks and, like, on the basis That's of fine. his religion. Cancel culture, gone. Cancel culture <laughs> strikes again, and, and like they they decided it was like for like you know it, it was not appropriate remarks for like you know a representative of his team to make, so they t- terminated his contract. Mm. Um, but yeah, so the the. They got rid of that clause as like you know defer like but like the hodgepodge of things that are there now in this in the current bill that is happening is somehow worse. <laughs> sure. And also like so the the way that the Labor Party have res- like they've been asked to respond whether they're going to support this and what really gets me is like they they haven't said that they're going to support it yet. They said they're going to take a look at it, <laughs> but their framing is basically they're not saying they're not worried about. They do, they don't say oh we're worried about queer people being affected by this and that you know they'll they'll be the the outsized targeting of them will happen as a result of this bill. They lead with the fact that everyone has the right to practice their religion and you know everyone has yeah. a right to their beliefs, which really gives away what they're really thinking and who they are thinking. Mm. who they need to keep on side. So, yeah, the reporting that I saw out of it was essentially like a bunch of backbenchers are going, oh, Shorten lost us a whole bunch of conservative votes because he's anti-religious vibe and so we can't risk that again so we have to vote for this and then the the only response to that the hardest response to that is people like christina kersha keneally being like a bunch of them just being like we want a few days to look at it please we, yeah. we shouldn't support it just yet oh uh, we certainly don't support discrimination but if we're worried that we'll get wedged we will <laughs> vote for it so fast but that and so yeah and so they're they're also like you said leading with a pretty big dog whistle of just like are we support like, you know in principle we like the idea of people being able to practice their religion so don't worry Worry too much about us like ruining this bill, blah blah blah. But the best line from an article that I saw is <laughs> from fucking birthday boy Albanese, just hey. soft, wet-lipped Albanese. It's the saddest fucking line. Um, <laughs> the government ended months of uncertainty over its religious discrimination bill by releasing a copy of the draft law to its own MPs and others on Tuesday afternoon. 
But Mr Albanese said this did not include the offer of a briefing to Labor to build bipartisan support. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Bob. They didn't invite the opposition <laughs> to oppose He's had years of just going, hey, we're going to give him space to make the right moves. Hey, we're going to offer him bipartisan support. And he keeps being fucking pushed over. Like, he keeps slipping on the banana peel. It's like Scott Morrison keeps giving him his hand and then going, ha, ah, too slow, and rubbing it through his hair as he misses a handshake. And Albanese's like, ah. Pretty soon, though, he's going to reach across the aisle. He's yeah. not. He, you are, <laughs> please oppose something because you are not going to get bipartisan support from the Liberal Party because they're a different party to you. It's like, are they? <laughs> <laughs> there's different names, McLean. Oh. At the very least, there's two registered parties. Albo's Albo's response, like. Whatever. Like he, <laughs> that's, that's the thing. It's such a just like a wet slap of lettuce. Yeah, I love to just really birthday boy. Someone yeah, needs to get that guy a, a yellow and brown thing. t-shirt just to really complete the Charlie Brown image. <laughs> <laughs> what really I think really fucks me off, and I feel very passionately about this, is that Penny Wong, this is a direct message to you. I remember, <laughs> I fucking remember what you did. When it came to gay marriage, I remember. We fucking remember. <laughs> I'm using Lang as, as an avatar for Penny Wong right now. <laughs> Sorry, I'm using my name. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm thinking, I'm thinking about Penny Wong's head on top of yours, and I'm focusing so hard because I'm so angry. What's my name? <laughs> Sorry, McLean. <laughs> We haven't been in person for a while. Uh, all I could think of was just, I remember her making a mealy-mouthed thing of, like, how she believed that, it, like, you know, people didn't want to allow, like, like, gays to marry. Then that was the public's decision. Yeah. A gay woman in parliament saying that did not have the confidence yeah. on the strength of her beliefs to say that. And then years later, when a coalition government finally <laughs> introduced gay marriage, she had the temerity to be there and sobbing. And it's like you had multiple opportunities to encourage your party, to encourage your leaders it's, to yeah, do this. To, so, to show leadership. To yourself. show leadership. And here she is in the Senate and saying, like, you know, like saying, oh, yeah, we still haven't made a decision, but we support protection against religious discrimination. And that protection should not come at the cost of reducing protections for other forms of discrimination. Oh. <laughs> not even saying we know that there is a possibility that this could really fuck up the gay community. This could fuck up a lot of trans people's lives. Not even being specific, she is just like, it shouldn't come at a cost. I'm, I'm begging Labor to stand for anything. <laughs> Join me, Lang. Just, just come down on our knees and we'll scream together, Lang. Uh, anything. And, and, and then any- her final thing was like, we'll work through the bill, but our principal position is the view that I hold, a mm. shield, not a sword. Sorry, what, what's the view, though? What's the view? Because we aren't voting on shields. <laughs> <laughs> what do you believe in, Penny Wong? <laughs> I think that it's a bit unfair to say that, like, those were crocodile tears when she was emotional when the the gay marriage bill finally passed because that's something that she'd been compromising on her whole career. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she's looking at it, she's going, my votes, Ah, my votes, funneling to the Liberal Party. I'm so glad government did something about this. Gosh. It's like it's like when you hope that the wind will blow something your way, but there's nothing you can do about it. And it does. It's just, it's just nice to see a win for the people I care about instead of the people I work for. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a fucking Labour member crying from shock, being like, governments can do things? What the fuck? No, they can't. Otherwise, my whole life is a joke. 
She was there being like, ah, the coalition did the, the gay marriage plebiscite in a pass. Let's see how this plays with the voters. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like this is just a classic example of um, Labor is too scared of any potential like Wedgie. Yeah, yeah, of a wedgie. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, we need <laughs> to say that Labor's getting wedgied. Yeah. yeah. We've yeah, been implying it for 45 minutes. Yeah, why does he really minutes. mean wedgied? <laughs> yeah, no. Let's, let's stop implying it. Birthday boy Albo's getting a wedgie again. Oh, fuck. No, Happy I know. Birthday Albo. I, I know someone now who is working with, I'm just going to say it, very bad people in Canberra. And, like, please don't take that idea. <laughs> that please don't Photoshop Albanese being wedgied. Because <laughs> that would work. That would great. If you're, the, if you're in the Greens list, this get on top of that real quick. Yeah, Albanese keeps getting wedged. Yeah, then- every time they say we don't want to get wedged, you, you've got. It's not even hard to Photoshop that. Just put his face on a dock. <laughs> <laughs> it's already on. <laughs> Labor has figured out that the best way to not get wedged is to wedge yourself. <laughs> because then the bullies come along, ready for a wedging, and they go. Oh, someone's already done you. <laughs> Move along. I think there's also the sort of the counterpoint there of you can't get wedged if you've already been dacked. Yeah. <laughs> you've got more to go. <laughs> One guarantee of this podcast is that we will definitely take that metaphor as far, <laughs> as, far as it will go. We're just sending out that stochastic terrorism sort of thing out there until one lunatic who listens to the podcast actually dacks and then wedges elbow at some sort of event. <laughs> <laughs> Are we responsible for this? We put that <laughs> Anyway, my, my final thought on that is like, if you are a Labour Party supporter, maybe have like some sort of like- Self-respect. Self-respect. <laughs> Self-respect is a good start. But like also like consider what you are being asked mm. as a supporter of the Labour Party yeah. and every promise that they've ever made, which is we need to go along with this. We can change this when we're in, when we're in power. Um, it's it's it, it's not that big a deal, you know, like all these kind of things. We can't let Scott Morrison, like, ha- consider it a win to wedge us on this. But they will change they- it when they were in power. <laughs> they will, unless they don't have a mandate or a majority. Uh, <laughs> and also, time, when you're in power, oh, yeah, you've oh, got yeah, to worry no, we've got about, big issues. you know, <laughs> then you've got the next election to worry for. You can't lose the homophobe vote. Oh, yeah. Well, that's <laughs> the thing. We don't want the Liberals to wedge us on this issue. <laughs> we'll lose yeah. the next election, and then what will we do? Yeah, you win the first election, you've got to spend that time establishing yourself for the next election to get in. Mm-hmm. It's the second election that counts. Mm. The second election is when you get more votes. And yep. after that, you start ramping up for that all-important third election. Because as we all know, <laughs> after the third election, we saw that with John Howard, after yeah. the third election is when you can start working towards the fourth election. <laughs> the fourth election. Cole has a future in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of uh, Cole has a future in Australia, uh, just one of the things that Labor also supported was uh, giving $50 million to the fossil fuel industry for carbon capture and storage, which is kind of like just giving him like Magic the Gathering cards. Or tarot or something, and just being like, "Yeah, this will work. Find out. This is how. Like, it, it's nothing." I mean, they voted with the Liberal Party and to just give them to give the fossil fuel industry money for something that's not even a thing. I assume at this point, though, that's like they're just constantly giving the fossil fuel industry money for everything. I mean, yeah, and that's WA again, where you've got Woodside being like. Hey, can we have money for just some stuff? <laughs> Mark I mean, McGowan's like, like, oh, yeah. We- uh, can we say it's for climate? They're like, yeah, it's a climate gas. Climate, climate gas. It's, it's going to make the climate <laughs> so good. Just on the phone. We don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sir. Sorry. 
As long as it says 50 million, write whatever fuck you want on the rest of the check. <laughs> so, um, I mean, it's not like the, the wedging hand is not always uh, the, the, the Liberal Party um, will, uh, wielding the wedgies. And, and now the, uh, the, the wedging glove has been placed firmly on the other hand. Oh and, and, uh, um, the, and the, the Labour Party are getting, getting to have a real good go at it. Um, so, so, um, the, the, the Labour Party. <laughs> the wedgies on the other foot. What a horrible image. I love it. Sorry, I thought you comes out of the box. All right. All right. All right. Glove is a wedgieable all right, let me let me let me get to the segment. All right, all right. Get out of the glove, Isaac. No. Um, so so the the Labour Party have decided on their their strategy coming into the into the the upcoming election, and they're going to wedge uh, wedgie uh, Scott Morrison <laughs> as as the liar from the Shire. Um, oh, and so and so um, this week there's been a, a real uh, brouhaha over the fact that um that scott morrison um and then this is this is a, a good a good uh uh throwback to our to our um our uh episodes episodes oh, one yeah. to nine mm. when when we were mostly talking about bushfires so mm. so um so um the the labor party have um decided to to bring up the fact that scott morrison lied about uh about his the text that he sent to anthony albanese when he was going on holiday uh, to Hawaii. It's over for Morrison. So, oh, man. Like, like early in 2019. <laughs> early in 2019. So I've done the hard yards here and I've read half of one article just, just, <laughs> just, to, um, just to, to get everyone. Thank you for your service. <laughs> just to get everyone on the, on the footing here. So, so I'm, just try, I'm just trying to understand this scandal from <laughs> um, a deep dive. Uh, so, so Scott Morrison has uh, basically... When when he was going on holiday into Hawaii, uh, he he texted Albanese uh, to say that he was going on holiday to Hawaii. At least this is what he said. Ooh, I'm out of here, nerd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now um, now Anthony Albanese has has come forward um, this week and and uh, and and given a blistering speech at Question Time, <laughs> saying saying that th- that this that this claim was misrepresented, um, and in fact that Scott Morrison is a liar. And uh, he's, he's he said. It's a blistering speech, to, sort of to, to mean like it, it got a bit of a hole in it and some fluid leaked out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I've got some quotes, some quotes here if you'd like. Ooh. Um, uh, so, so Al- this is from from Al- Anthony Albanese's uh, speech to uh, to Parliament. The Prime Minister said that uh, I quote him: "I texted him from a plane when I was going to to leave uh, and told him where I was going." Mr. Speaker, that is not true. On the 15th of December 2019 at uh, 9.44 p.m., the Prime Minister <laughs> did text me to say that he was going on leave, but in no stage did he tell me where he was going. Oh. Wow. Wow. Debate club nerd. Oh, we bloody got him. Shut we up. got him. <laughs> the, the, the meme of the SWAT team coming through the house. <laughs> <laughs> this... Because uh, I heard about a, a scandal involving Scott Morrison and, and the scandal that might do in Scott Morrison before I actually saw the fucking details of this. And the details are that a text message was sent about him going on holidays to Anthony Albanese and and Morrison said that it included where he was going and Albo said, oh, but it didn't. Mm. 
Mm. Okay. Yeah. I don't it's remember so texts I sent last week. Right? It's also so plausibly like, yeah, I told him where I was going on holiday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, this is a scandal from the before time. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's not even a scandal. I'm sorry. <laughs> what not. does it change? This is the even, best they have. Yeah. Even even in the alternate universe where COVID did not happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the, in the alternate universe where we're actually still at the start of 2020 and we're actually just finding out about these texts now, it does not change anything. No. no. It doesn't. What does it matter also, whether like, Albo knew it or not? You couldn't find another lie. Like, <laughs> in the last <laughs> two years, this is the one they can get. And like when you said, uh, Lang, that like, oh, yeah, this is the best that they've got. This is the best that they've got. Insofar as it's not going to harm their material interests with which yeah. they're aligned, you could get him on a lot of fossil fuel shit. You yeah. could get him on the fucking federal ICAC stuff. You could get him on a whole bunch of other lies, but they're the lies that the Labor Party would definitely continue saying when they're in power. So they can't touch those ones. So what they do have is text miss word. It's like, Ooh. It's all they've got like- is all they've got is Anthony Albanese just being like, he he didn't say exactly where he was going <laughs> while his hand reaches around behind his own jeans. <laughs> Fucking pulls up his underpants and lifts himself into the sky like the fucking Lorax. <laughs> and to be fair, like, if you were going on a sick beach holiday to Hawaii, would you want to tell Anthony Albanese where you were going and, and risk that he would show up? No, Anthony Albanese is like the grandma in, like, that Simpsons meme where she's like, can I come too? <laughs> There's That's a different so group chat. <laughs> Anthony Albanese in a full suit on the beach in Hawaii. It's been like, I came too. Yeah. <laughs> friends outside of the office, right? <laughs> yeah, ever since they got that photo with the football together where Scott Morrison's clearly oh, bullying him, Anthony Albanese looks at that every few days. He's like, you know, at the end of the day, we're still pretty good friends. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like- he told Fitzgibbon and Penny Wong where he was going. <laughs> <laughs> Separate group chat. <laughs> secret group chat. Shit. I really- oh my god! I just realised. I just realised. Albo's like the really annoying guy in the group chat that you have to have a side group chat where everyone else can just about the annoying guy. What the fuck's with Albo? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that is just the Labour Party. <laughs> Even if Albo wanted to speak for the trees, like when it comes, <laughs> I'm doing a great segue here. When it comes to bushfires, like he could have pulled him up on all the other bullshit promises where he said, oh, he'd get planes. He'd get fucking support to these towns that he spent none of. But it's none. Like, Literally none of that money has that- gone to support people yet. That is something that you could go, hey, everyone who was supposed to get fucking money, they didn't get it to you. You also- vote yeah? And then everyone looking at it. Remember those fucking bushfires? Here's all that support money that was supposed to go to them. Literally nothing's gone to it. It's such cool. a good point that you mentioned the bushfire equipment because it is now summer of 2021. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I know we're in La Nina at the moment, but you would think... That two more years of, you know, since the, the worst bushfires that Australia has ever seen um, would be enough time to oh, get. Evie, Evie. <laughs> we had the coronavirus pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> we were a little distracted because government, as we know, can do one thing at a time. <laughs> and that thing was corruption. Because, yeah, yeah we, I mean, we establish all these bodies to do all the different things, but it's the fundamental task of an MP to constantly overrule them with their own personal decisions. <laughs> I, rem- I remember saying to back when we were recording in person, like the last few times, and like the. <laughs> two years ago. But like at the time, just thinking that it's going to be. In, obviously, some ways very good, 
But it's going to be really bad for the climate movement if we don't have bushfires again like this mm. in the upcoming seasons because people will just fucking forget mm. about how fucking bad it was. We will memory hole it. I didn't know COVID was happening. But like- I mean, people are going to memory hole COVID too. We all oh, 100%. Know. But I just mean like if we had year on year of this- <laughs> No, we got bushfire. Omicron. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> if we had- uh, yeah, I was going to say as well that this- like, Oh, we're going to record in person right before a new variant. Yeah. Um, but no, but like we- because we didn't have year on year of bushfires becoming standard and being like, all right, we really need to fucking do something about this. We've had unseasonably wet and cold weather the last two summers leading into it, which has given Australia a really like false sense of how bad shit's getting. And the politicians know that and they are 100% aiming towards that in their messaging. Just being like, no, this was actually normal. Don't worry about any sort of climate actions. I don't know about that, Mitch, because I think you're assuming that what the public feel and believe has an impact. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely repeated studies show that the vast majority of the Australian public actually do care about climate change and do care about bushfires and do urgently want all of these things to be fixed and politicians just don't give a shit. (laughs) On both sides, um, I don't know what it takes. But like like I said at the very start of the app, we're not locking ourselves to like railways in the same way blockade Mm. Australia are. I think if we had year on year of the bushfires coming through and like worse weather impacting us in the small scale, we would have more people joining blockade Australia. It would be in the media and be more embarrassing. They'd be more Yeah. So like we all want action on climate change and like the vast majority of Australians do want that. And dear listener, you need to remember that we're all fucking on the same page with this. But we want it in the same way that it's like, that would be really good. Mm. It's not, I fucking have to have it right now or else I will suffer. Mm. I will continue to suffer. People I know will suffer and, I, and maybe die. I'm it's not just actively like, oh, this breathing is- smoke right yeah. now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it would, it would be good as opposed to, I have to have it. Mm. Maybe the anti-lockdown protests. <laughs> All right. Mm. Uh, Go on. Sort of like get people, you know, on the streets who are- you know, sort of violent lunatics, <laughs> and then they get personally affected by a climate disaster, mm. and uh, they do it. We yeah, forget. and they will leverage that into, I guess, racism. Oh no, yeah, ecofascism. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, they'll be chaining themselves to train tracks racistly. I uh, <laughs> still, yeah, the material out. Yeah, this is utilitarianism versus deontology. Here we go, guys. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> they'll be chaining themselves to the train tracks racistly, and by that time, mm. the fossil fuel companies will have secured the legislation to allow them to run the trains anyway. <laughs> That is something I I have been thinking about of like, at what point will the workers at the fucking mining companies and fossil fuels just start hurting protesters themselves? Well, that's the thing. I hope not. I hope a train driver will just go, it's not worth my fucking time to kill someone. So no. Because it's not worth it. I mean, I think that's a lot of it. A lot of the the coal workers are just workers. Yeah. I I don't think that they're the ones. Like, I mean, I I imagine that the, the, the train drivers are like, I'm getting paid today anyway. Yeah. I don't know. I've seen some virulently anti-vegan truck drivers driving cattle like through vegan protesters being like, fuck you, hippie. Like there is there no, is a bit of an intersection and that is kind of my worry. Just like the courts will be like, actually, it's fine. And the driver's just like, fuck yeah, fuck those hippies. Like mm. we, we had cops at IMARC throwing white nationalist salutes and having eat a dick hippie on the thing. And they're the guys oh, that's that cops guns. though. Yeah, but yeah. that's what I mean. But so like, so just because it's their job, like, doesn't mean it can intersect with kind of their personal interests. Basically, I think that the, the the question there is how much power they have, but also, like, there is a lot of power in being a coal driver behind, like, you know, a hundred-ton truck yeah. or train or something like that with a protester in front of it. But, like, I don't know. I, I, I just feel like there is less of a, 
a line to be drawn between yeah. like you I know cops so. doing it. I think a lot of it also comes down to is your paycheck dependent on whether mm. or not these protests yeah. get out Don't of Because obviously the cops are specifically <laughs> paid to beat up protesters, like that's their job. If they don't hit their KPI, oh. um, so they take away the- their horse. But your coal train driver is, I'm assuming, paid by the hour. They're a union worker. They're paid not by the amount yes. of coal train. But a truckie is maybe a bit different. If you block that truckie and they don't deliver their cows or they whatever. They don't get paid. I don't know exactly on-, on It but, depends. Yeah. Strong union jobs, they still get paid. Yeah. This is why we need union power to stop <laughs> train and truck drivers running protesters over. <laughs> Just we're back at the, the, the whole full circle of the podcast. We're back in person again and we're also like climate change and corruption and the class war. And they're all the one thing. <laughs> yeah, they are. It's all the one thing and then you just break it down into little manageable chunks because you're just a dumb human that doesn't know shit about fuck. Mm. Yeah, and you just pick your one thing you can know a little bit of fuck about. <laughs> it's like when you watch an episode of Barney and it turns out the moral is to be nice to your friends. Like, <laughs> what were you expecting here? <laughs> Thanks again for listening to another episode of Not Good Enough. Um, don't share us this week. Take a week off. Eh? It's the episode 100. Yeah, one- we're, all, we're all getting a week off. Yeah. <laughs> Keep this one to yourself. This one's for you, baby. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is for you who's been here the entire time. I mean, if you haven't listened to all 100 episodes from the start. Mm. Please don't. <laughs> yeah, please don't. <laughs> also whoever, don't. Whoever keeps on listening to our first episode, please stop doing that. Like, <laughs> so I, ca- I, occasionally, I occasionally log into Podbean to look at the statistics and there are still people listening to that episode. Please don't. People Why? think so we're a narrative different. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we do callbacks. Sometimes we have some running gags. You don't need to be across it. Come on. I know it's still on the website, but we've done that as a joke. (laughs) (laughs) To trick you. Just just a long running bit. But hey, look, if we can't stop you from sharing us, we're on all the socials at NotGoodPod. You can shoot us an email, NotGoodPod at ProtonMail.com. But reviewing us and sharing us by word of mouth is the best thing you can do for us. So, And if you do do it, we have no way of finding out. (laughs) (laughs) If if our listeners go up week on week. I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> I'm still going to support it though I'm part of the Labour Party <laughs> uh, We've been wedged uh, If anyone needs a wedgie right now <laughs> Not Good Pod is recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation uh, We want to pay our respect to their ancestors and elders And to, to point out once again that this land was never ceded <laughs>